the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The Old Testament ends with this promise that the messenger will come followed by the Lord himself who will suddenly appear in his temple. And about 400 years passed between Malachi and the beginning of the New Testament. So for 400 years, the Jewish people had this prophecy and Malachi waiting for its fulfillment. And now John the Baptist bursts on the scene in Matthew chapter 3. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to share from the end of the Old Testament when God promised a coming Messiah and told of the man who would come before him preparing the way. What followed was 400 years of silence from the heavens. Can you imagine when the people began talking about John the Baptist and his message? The stir it must have caused among the ones who were faithfully waiting. How eagerly are you waiting for Jesus to return today? Are you watching for the signs of his coming? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. our way to Matthew chapter 3. We're going to look at a whole bunch of different verses today. So you're also going to want to find Hebrews and Isaiah. And the rest are in the Gospels in the book of Acts. So they're, they're right there by Matthew. So you should be able to find those easily. But Hebrews, Isaiah, go ahead and find those two books. Matthew chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. In those days... John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. 
he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, as always, we ask that your Holy Spirit be our teacher, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word today. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this morning. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, remember, Matthew writes this gospel to the Jews, primarily, and he writes to show that Jesus is the Messiah and King of the Jews that was promised in the Old Testament scriptures. In Matthew chapter 3, the public ministry of Jesus Christ begins, and it begins with his baptism. Uh, Jesus began his public ministry when he was about 30 years old, the Bible tells us. So between chapter 2 and chapter 3, about 28 years pass. And the Bible tells us very little about the years between Jesus' birth and the beginning of his public ministry. Uh, Luke chapter 2 records the occasion when Jesus was 12 years old and went to the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, And then in Luke chapter 4, we're told that uh, it was Jesus' custom to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. So uh, Jesus grew up in Nazareth. He worked as a carpenter, and he faithfully went to the synagogue every Sabbath day. And that's really all that we know about those years before he began his public ministry. Chapter 3 begins with John the Baptist and the ministry of John the Baptist. Luke's gospel gives us more background information about John the Baptist. Luke's gospel records the miraculous conception and birth of John the Baptist. But here in Matthew, Matthew just begins with with John's ministry. John was the forerunner to the Messiah. His purpose, his ministry, was to announce the coming of the Messiah and to prepare people for his coming. If you turn back just a couple pages in your Bible to the Old Testament, Last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, Uh, not Malachi, but Malachi, Malachi chapter 3, we have a prophecy here about John the Baptist. Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Now, Malachi is the last prophet, obviously, in the Old Testament. 
So the Old Testament ends with this promise of a coming messenger. Who will prepare the way for the Lord. And then the Lord will suddenly come to his temple, which means the Lord will had to have come before his temple was destroyed in 70 AD because there is no temple now. And so the, the Old Testament ends with this promise that the messenger will come, followed by the Lord himself, who will suddenly appear in his temple. And about 400 years passed between Malachi and the beginning of the New Testament. So for 400 years, the Jewish people had this prophecy and Malachi waiting for its fulfillment. And now John the Baptist bursts on the scene in Matthew chapter three. Preaching in the wilderness. Uh, In the Gospel of Luke, chapter seven, verse 28, Jesus said of John the Baptist, there is no greater prophet than John the Baptist. There is no greater prophet than John the Baptist. All of the Old Testament prophets talked about and looked forward to this coming Messiah, this Messiah who would come. John the Baptist is the only one who actually saw the the Messiah of all the prophets. He's the one who pointed and said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So John is the greatest of the prophets because He actually saw the Messiah. The Bible also tells us about John that John worked no miracles. He's the greatest prophet, but he worked no miracles. Unlike Elijah, the prophet who called fire down from heaven. John worked no miracles. John is the greatest prophet. And John, the Bible tells us, was simply a voice. A voice telling people to prepare For the coming of Jesus. Give me your attention. We all can be a voice like John. We all can be a voice like John. And tell people about Jesus Christ. And point people to Jesus Christ. And tell people to get ready. Because Jesus is coming. Look at verse 1. Verse 1. In those days John the Baptist came preaching. Notice in the wilderness of Judea. So he's in the wilderness of Judea, which is, is desert. It's desert region. There's very few people that live out there. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, baptizing people in the Jordan River. Now, whenever a geographical location is mentioned in the Bible, it often communicates something to us. It's there to be part of the story or to tell us something. John was baptizing in an area that was very symbolic to the Jewish people. In our country, we have geographic locations that hold a lot of symbolism and meaning to us as Americans. Ground Zero in New York, for example. The battlefield at Gettysburg. Independence Hall in Philadelphia. San Mateo in California. The birthplace of Tom Brady, right? Of course, that's why that's significant. So John was baptizing in the area. Listen, John was baptizing in the area where the children of Israel first crossed the Jordan River and entered into the promised land under the leadership of Joshua. John's ministry, he's not ministering in the temple in Jerusalem. He's out in the wilderness of Judea where the nation first, you know, began under Joshua. 
The name Jesus in Hebrew is Joshua, by the way. And so it's significant that he's baptizing there of all places. It's almost as if John is calling the nation back to its beginning. You know, they've gotten so far away from where they started when they first came into the promised land under Joshua. And John is calling them back to the beginning. Look at the passage again. Look at verse 2. We see John's message in verse 2. John's message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And to repent means to have a change of mind, to have a change of mind about yourself, a change of mind about the way you're living, a change of mind about your behavior, a change of mind about your sin, a change of mind about the path you're on, and then to change directions. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. To repent is more than than feeling sorry about your sin, or feeling guilt about your sin, or or shame, or, or regret. To repent is to completely reorientate your life away from self and away from sin and toward God. Now, I I like to explain it to my kids. It's as if when you're driving down the highway and you're going the wrong direction, you suddenly realize I'm going the wrong direction. And you take the next exit, you go over the overpass and you get back on the road going the right direction. That's repentance. I come to the realization that I'm going the wrong direction in life. That my life is not heading the right way. And so I I make a U-turn. And I start heading the right direction towards Christ. And John's message was, you need to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The king is coming and you need to get ready for his arrival. Is what he's saying. We're told in verse 3 that John was a fulfillment of this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 40 that says... Uh, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John was the voice crying in the wilderness. He's literally in the wilderness telling people to prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. In ancient times, when a king traveled, they would send a herald or a messenger ahead of the king into towns to announce that the king was coming so that the people in that town had the opportunity to get their town ready for the king's arrival. And the people would fill in the potholes in in the road and make the road smooth for the king and clean up the garbage and just get the, the town ready for the king. And that's the imagery used in this prophecy in Isaiah chapter 40. The king is coming. So prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Make his path smooth. Clean up the garbage. And he's saying here, get yourself ready for the king. Because the king is coming. 
Listen, Jesus Christ is coming again. And I I believe that he's coming for his church soon. And the question is, are you ready? Are you prepared? The king is coming. Are you prepared? First John chapter three, verse three says, everyone who has this hope purifies himself. As you sit here today, is your life pure? Is your life clean? Or are there some things in your life that that need to be cleaned up, that need to be removed, that you need to get rid of? First John chapter two, verse 28 says, and now little children abide in him that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Are you prepared? Will you be confident when Jesus comes? Have you prepared yourself for that? Or will you be ashamed before him at his coming? If you're sitting here today and in your heart you're saying, you know what, I'm not ready to see Jesus Christ. There are things in my life that that I, I shouldn't have in my life. I'm involved in things that I shouldn't be involved in. Get yourself ready. Get yourself ready. Prepare yourself. How do you do that? You repent. You take the next exit. You make a U-turn, you get going the right direction. You remove those things from your life. Verse 4 says John was clothed in camel's hair. Have you guys ever seen a camel up close or touched camel's hair? (laughs) It's not exactly silk. He's clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. Of course he wore a leather belt with camel's hair. Right? It's a perfect accessory for camel's hair. I'm just, I'm just brought the whole outfit together so nicely. That belt. I love the belt, John. Now, if you're a note taker, you can jot down 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 1, verse 8. Elijah the prophet wore a garment of hair with a leather belt. Remember, Matthew writes his gospel to Jews. John's outfit will make the Jewish reader who knows his Bible or her, knows her Bible will make the Jew immediately think of Elijah the prophet. He's dressed just like Elijah the prophet. John came, Jesus said, John came in the spirit and power of Elijah. And Elijah the prophet also ministered at the Jordan River in the same area as John the Baptist. Remember, Elijah was taken up to heaven in a chariot of fire at the Jordan River. In the same place that John is ministering currently. Verse 4 also says that John's food was locusts and wild honey. I guess wild honey to dip the locusts in. I'm not sure. You know, there's not many restaurant options out there in the wilderness of Judea. So he's kind of, you know, scavenging for food out there in the desert. Now look at verse 5. Look what it says. Then Jerusalem. Now, it's probably like a 10 to 15 hour walk from Jerusalem. Out into the desert. It says in verse five, then Jerusalem and all Judea. And all Judea and all the region around the Jordan. Went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing 
their sins. John was preaching in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and people showed up from everywhere by the thousands. They went out to John in the desert, and they responded to his call to repent and get ready for the coming king, and they were baptized in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Luke's gospel in Luke chapter 3 tells us that even tax collectors and Roman soldiers repented and were baptized by John in the Jordan River. Wow. I mean, wouldn't that be something to see? You've got Roman soldiers showing up, getting in line with everybody else and going down into the water, confessing their sins, getting baptized. This was an amazingly powerful move of God. And let me remind you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God can do it again. And if I would pray, pray that the Lord does it again. That we would see a move of, of God like this in our generation. Now, in verse 7, the Pharisees and Sadducees came out from Jerusalem to investigate John's ministry. Now, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees were sects within Judaism, kind of like denominations, if you will. Uh, They were part of the religious leadership of Judaism. Pharisees were legalists. Sadducees denied the supernatural. And John's gospel tells us that this was an official delegation sent from Jerusalem to investigate John and to investigate what's going on, investigate his ministry, to question him so that the religious leaders could give an official ruling about John's ministry to the Jewish people, you know, whether it's, whether it's, it's legitimate or, or not. You know, throughout church history, the Holy Spirit often moves outside of the religious establishment and outside of religious systems, because new wine cannot be put into old wineskins. And so often God has to go outside the established system because the established system is too rigid, too set in its ways for what God wants to do. And it's common for religious establishment folks to be threatened by this new work, this new move of the Spirit, and to denounce it and to warn people to avoid it. I've heard stories from people that were part of Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa in the early days when God was moving so powerfully and thousands of people were getting saved. Thousands of people were showing up at the church and uh, to the point that they had to move out of their building and they just set up a big circus tent on the property uh, to hold the thousands of people that were coming out and thousands of people were committing, committing their lives to Christ and getting baptized and Uh, But many of the churches in the area around Costa Mesa warned their congregations, don't go over to that church. Stay away from that tent. Which just caused people to show up to check it out. made people curious. It had the opposite effect. I remember hearing one guy who's a Calvary Chapel pastor now, and he was a youth pastor at a Methodist church in Costa Mesa. And the senior pastor told the congregation, don't go to that church over there. And he actually started taking the youth group there on like Friday nights for for church. He asked me how I know, and I say. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.